back, lovely listener. It's another wonderful Sunday, and I'm here with my new friend, Marcus. And he reached out to me, which I cannot thank him enough for that, because I love when people reach out to me and ask to be on the show. So, Marcus, how are you? I'm doing pretty good today. Yeah. Heck yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, you are a part of something here in San Antonio. You, you're the founder Yes? Yes. Okay. But it's a communal project in a lot of ways, right? Yes. Uh, I have an immediate team of two people. Uh, my main my main artist and then my counterpart almost, like the co-founder, I would say. Not too long after I begun this idea, maybe like a few months, four months, um, I reached out to somebody else who I felt could take care of my vision a little better. Nice. Um you know, because you don't want to put it in the wrong hands. And I didn't know this person. Uh, I saw them on someone else's story, someone that I tend to trust with decisions, even though I don't really know them. They're an artist. Their name is King Kali uh, from San Antonio. Nice. Uh, just a little shout out. Uh, I saw them posting about them. I followed. I liked the art a lot and the, the direction with the photography and how they carried their themselves, their presence. Yeah. And I was like, they'll definitely take good care of the idea if yeah. they even want to do it you know i didn't know if they wanted to do it <laughs> right so uh, tell us the name mm -hmm. of your project and then tell us the heart behind it and what you're looking to accomplish all right um so it's called the rise okay. uh the instagram and i'll say like a parent company is the goal is kind of to be called project rise if that makes sense so it's like okay. an umbrella project um, the Rise is our, the name of the show and the name of our comic book. We are combining, we are cultivating a comic book with uh, a live event that is curating artists from the city. Nice. Um, and the artists are the headliners. Uh, the, I mean, the headliners are the stars of the comic book. So. Gotcha. They will be starring in their own adventures that kind of come to, uh, they kind of come together, mm. um, you know, in, in grand comic book style. They, uh, they come to form sort of a team, a community, and they fend off an enemy. Um, the enemy's name, a little hint hint, is called the Gatekeeper. Huh. So. They, Just kind of like speaking towards that expression of gatekeepers in the way the people that sort of try to like hoard an art form to themselves or like uh, yeah just any any entity or person um doing things almost intentionally or knowingly to hold a community back or a culture back mm. um, yeah to sort of like almost make it more exclusive and yeah. more like you have to be in the club to be a part of this yeah Gotcha. Um, even, even though that they could definitely make time and use their resources for other people. Right. Or at the very least, um, you know, help uplift. That's the, that's the goal here. Uh, ultimately, I want to bring communities, our communities, artists, vendors, uh, organizations, brands, other collectives, whatever. I want them to be part of this eventually over time. Mm -hmm. uh, I want the, the grand scheme of the comic book is to feel like a catalog almost. Okay. I want to show things in the scenes of the comic book that have to do with um, the brands like clothing or 
a vendor in the background or some an organizational charity um and i feel that with with comic books there's always like this hero figure right and uh, well with any good story and then it's them overcoming some kind of conflict or enemy if you will a villain and so you're sort of trying to bring this narrative idea into creating a communal participatory thing where everybody's invited to be a part of it if they are working on something themselves. Yeah. So it's basically meant to be like, bring your art into the circle to be built up by others and to build up others around you. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, it's both a support for my community and also a conceptualization of it at the same time. Hmm. So um, one of my goals is to get a few of the artists that do paint work and stuff like that. Yeah. To possibly throw some of that in the background where uh, that should at least have one or two in this comic book. Um, it was a long process. We learned a lot. So for the next one, it'll be... We'll have a lot more collaborations. We'll be able to organize yeah. it a lot better. But we are still excited, very excited to show off um, like the, the collaborations. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the the first com like official comic book has yet to be released, correct? Correct. And do you have a date? Uh, the date will be so the events on the fifteenth. Okay, of the, October. Yes. Yes. And we will be dropping the comic book on the thirteenth. We'll nice. have some to sell on the 15th. Um, Where is the event? The event is at the Thirsty Camel. Okay. It's yeah. in Almost Park. Um, yeah. It's a pretty awesome spot. The guy who runs it, his name is Ace. He's a really good guy. Um, yeah, I went and saw somebody's play there one time. Yeah. And I like, it's got a cool vibe to yeah, it. Yeah, it's a cool little spot. Yeah. Um, we plan to pack it out, though. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. But you can pre-order the comic book right now. It also comes with... Uh, you can also package it with a ticket if you want to come to the show. If you don't, it's okay. Um, when you, whenever you order the comic book, well, you can deliver it to you if you want to. Nice. Um, but yeah, the heart the heart of it is just that. Like I've always been big on community building mm -hmm. and wanting to do my part for the city because I I am a creative. I consider myself a creative, but I'm so so much more inspired by what everybody else is around me that this is kind of just where my life has taken me, and I've decided like event coordinating is something I definitely feel passion for. Mm. Um, and the comic book idea, I don't even really know where that came from. I just <laughs> thought of it one day and I was like, this is perfect. This is, sums up my personality yeah, and what I want to do for people um, in my community. I say community a lot, but that's, all right. <laughs> that's how that's I good. feel. No, I think it's important. <laughs> so I want to know more about you personally. You grew up here in San Antonio or where are you from? What's your story? Uh, <laughs> so my parents are military. Okay. Uh, I moved here when I was eight. Uh, I grew up in San Antonio. I still consider myself a Texan. Um, on the northwest side, Petrenko, SeaWorld area. Nice. Um, but at this point in my life, I could say I've lived almost everywhere in the city. <laughs> I've, yeah. lived, I've moved a lot. Um, and do you want to stay here? I want to stay here for a while. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I went to school in Dallas, though. Nice. And that almost pulled me away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but when I came back, I, you know, like I got that feeling of just appreciation for where I'm from. 
Hmm. And that that motivation, that drive to like really make an impact before I do finally leave. Yeah. Kind of leave your mark. Yeah. That's cool, man. I, I find it so interesting the way Texas, it's so big, it sort of feels like its own country. (laughs) And it is easier, I think, for a lot of people to stay here, even if, you know, like if they were born here or if they spent the majority of their childhood here. Because it's a, it really is a lovely place. Yeah. The thing I don't like about Texas is the heat. But apart from that, I love the people, and you can get over the heat. It's fine. <laughs> but um, I'm also just a big, like, I love to just move around a lot and travel. Um, and so I don't see myself staying in San Antonio forever. But I love the idea of, like, creating as many homes as I can, you know, For sure. as far as, like, in this community aspect where I've already been fortunate enough to live quite a few places and I feel like I can call them home in a way just because I've got family there or friends there that feel like family, you know? And San Antonio to me in particular is the friendliest big city I've ever lived in. And I think that's something really beautiful and wonderful that I notice already there's so many people sort of aware of that and not trying to capitalize as a way to like make profit or whatever, but trying to capitalize as far as making it even better, you know, when it comes to the communal aspect of it, where it's such a welcoming city and such a, just everybody feels so down to earth and kind hearted here. And I really, really treasure that. And I'm so grateful just for like, Cause I moved here and I didn't know anybody yeah. and I've made so many beautiful, wonderful friendships here. And so I'm grateful that you're doing what you're doing because I think like we're sort of in the shadow of Austin here and Austin is this like artist Mecca or whatever, but San Antonio has so much good art and so many amazing artists. For sure. And I think a lot of it is just lack of promotion or lack of getting it out there. And so I can see where this project you're working on could help that, you know? Yeah. Um, I think I like to compare, not compare, but I like to think about the histories of cities like Atlanta or like the Bay or New York or Chicago and how in their communities a lot has happened. But Hmm. within that community, a lot of beautiful things have come out of it. Right. And a lot of structured support for cultures and art and music and i like to think that you know san antonio has a deep history right and if we can somehow remind ourselves what the power of community really is Mm. and i'm not saying like i have been a part of so many community efforts in san antonio that that's why i know it's possible right so if we really sit back and have something I can share, I can pull from this side of the community. Do you want to be in my comic book? It's this side of the community. Do you want to yeah. be in my comic book? Now it's just being shared everywhere. And now all these people are doing their own thing. Like they're working together over here. And like I'm I'm looking like, oh my God, you guys didn't even know each other. Now you're working together. And um, just connecting. Yeah, just people. interconnectedness, uh, the beauty in it. The friendships that can come out of it, the partnerships that can come out of it, um, the yeah. collaboration, anything like that's 
there's a there's everybody's has beautiful art but there's a different type of beauty in that collaboration yeah there's something to it and there it really is there's so much truth to the statement we're better together mm -hmm. you know because especially this day and age where there's so much polarization and people are getting so caught up in the politics of everything and feeling that if somebody has one alternative idea compared to your own you have to excommunicate them you know or like discard everything they have to offer and i think that's so dangerous because like how are you going to help those that you disagree with better understand where you're coming from if you're not even willing to listen to them or speak with them you know yeah and i think that's something that's so important when it comes to this collaboration idea is being willing to set aside your own ideology and what you believe is like how everybody should be and realize just the uniqueness and intricacies in every single human you know where none of us are the same and none of us have had the same experience but that's what makes it so beautiful and amazing to collaborate is we each get to bring our own unique perspective right. into it and so i'm grateful you're doing something like this man i'm grateful for the people helping me do it <laughs> yeah no that's awesome um, so where do you feel that this sort of desire in you came from, you know, like were you, what was your upbringing like that makes it where you see the value of community and you want to create something that helps expand that? Um, I, I'm just family oriented, I guess. Uh, mm. like I said, I grew up military. Um, I was lived in Ohio before this, and then oh nice. Uh, I was born in Alaska. I lived. I didn't what? live. There. Yeah, I didn't live there. Born in Alaska. Long. Yeah, I didn't oh, live man. there for very long. I can remember our apartment a little bit. Yeah. And then we moved to Ohio, and then here, at a young nice. age still. So, uh, my parents always did their best to it make it feel like everything was kind of a team effort. I think. Hmm. Um, Do you have a lot of siblings? I'm the oldest of three brothers. Nice. So. And have you been back to Alaska since? Nope. Oh, man, you got to go. I definitely got to go. Either yeah. I might take a cruise or I just go stay in the mountains or something. It's definitely in the plans. <laughs> Do you know? So I don't know if you know how I got paralyzed, but my dad and I drove motorcycles okay. from Iowa to Alaska. What? <laughs> and then I wrecked on the way home. Oh, man. But it's the greatest trip I've ever been on, dude. I do it all over. Like, it was so amazing we camped every single night and like it was just so wild and beautiful like such an adventure to go on and i was 18 years old and so it was just like i alaska just holds like such a special place in my heart yeah. you know because my life was entirely changed because i got paralyzed on that trip but yeah. it's been so good and beautiful the way everything's worked out that's awesome. So you've seen probably more of my birth state than I have. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Man. <laughs> uh, thank you for sharing that with me. Oh, of course, man. Um, I was going to say the other part of it, the community aspect is uh, when I went to school in Dallas, I I didn't know anyone up there. Yeah. Um, at least not that I realized I did <laughs> right away. Right. Uh, so while I was there, in the four years I was there, I'm... My closest circle of friends is all people I've met there. Like, mm. realistically, besides my fam, my brother and a few other people, uh, the people who have really had my back for like the last five, six years yeah. are all of them. And like, that's to me, like, 
we became this close in a smaller amount of time compared to other people that mm. I've known for longer. So I really see the beauty in like learning yourself and growing and like learning how to filter the people you allow in your life and your space. Right. Um, and it almost seems to at a certain point come naturally. Like you don't even really try. You just attract yeah, it's things. sort of organic. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that kind of always inspires me to know that you can always build a big group of people like I'm trying to do. And, and with that community, hope that they all hold the same morale so that as a group, we can filter out things that may harm the community or slow us down or gatekeep us and things like that. Right. Um, on top of that, I'm going to throw in another shout out real quick. Tote uh, Kuli. I hope I'm saying that right. They're an organization in San Antonio uh, based off the native, the indigenous here, Yanawana Somasek tribe. They're a big, big chunk of Texas. Um, they are super interconnected. There's like so many orgs um, originating from this group of uh, indigenous peoples. I love them so much. They're just all over San Antonio doing organizational work. Wow. Um, but the main org I mentioned in the beginning was they found this space over downtown in like an industrial district hmm. and they built this crazy stage and they fixed up the warehouse so it could be a community space for concerts and night markets and oh cool all these community events and i think that i try to i try to share on my socials that there's a lot of that in san antonio and people can really step out of their zones you know maybe St. Mary's is dope, but maybe tonight we can go to the night market because there's drinks there. We could drink there, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so just things like that. And you can dance and, uh, you know, sink your feet in the, the sand and the mm. roots of San Antonio a little more. Um, yeah. So. I, that is something I think there's so much stuff going on that it, it gets missed out on just because it's not as well known as other things yet. Yep. You know, and so that's another cool aspect to what you're doing is just helping promote things that are already here, you know, that people are just unaware of because they're not in the circles that are talking about it or, yeah. you know, like, because, yeah, it's so wild just how big San Antonio is and how spread out everything is. I think it's easy for people to get in their little... Bubbles. community yeah they're little bubbles or communities and think okay this is i'm comfortable here i don't want to drive more than 20 minutes you know <laughs> or and even that it's like everywhere is just 20, 20 minutes, minutes away yeah. basically and so uh, yeah i love it when i first moved here i didn't know anybody and i would go down to blue star mm -hmm. and i've met some of the greatest people there and like still have wonderful friends there yeah. and i don't go there as often anymore but every time i go back i see somebody i know and it's like Oh, it's so good. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah. it's still the same wonderful place. For sure. Um, and I think that that can happen at multiple places for everybody, but you just have to take the first step out of your own little bubble. Yeah. And the ultimate goal is to be part of an example. Hmm. So that way everybody can do this because yeah. the more it happens, the more we elevate together with, you know, proper proper scaling and then we all come together at the at the top or we're looking back in 15 years and we're like 
hey, they really did that. Like, and it's not just one person. It's everybody. Who's right. Like, we came up. We lift each other up. This we can like timeline almost when some artists reached a point where the whole nation or the world notices them. Yeah. And as a community, we can we can sit back and like feel so proud because we know that we we put in the effort to yeah, continuously yeah. build community events and stuff like that. Yeah, it was like a mutual participation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mm. it's community. <laughs> right, exactly. Word of the day. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. Uh, I think, and that's, I mean, what, can I ask about your uh, religious background or spiritual background as far as, because the show's called Oops, I Miss Church. I like talking about <laughs> yeah. God and stuff. Go for it. And I'm curious, because, like, with the story of Jesus and the gospel, I believe it's meant to be in this similar vein of learning how to lift up one another and love one another to the point where it's about almost forgetting yourself and helping the community and becoming a family, you know, like this family of the kingdom of heaven where everybody's invited, God loves us, we're all God's kids, like stop trying to compete with one another and tear each other down, but rather like celebrate the victories of those around you and like participate in their own goodness, you know, or bringing up others. And so I'm curious what your upbringing was or how you view, if any of that is motivated by a similar belief or what? Um, I'll start with, I grew up very Christian. Uh, okay. Baptist mostly, but my parents like to jump around. <laughs> um, nice. There's a lot of options. There's a lot. There's a lot. I mean, we tried a good amount of them. Arguably too many. But... Uh, <laughs> So I think what I took out of that when I reached a certain point, and I, all the way to college, I went to fellowships, uh, even at my university in Dallas. Uh, even after, I probably came back and went a few times. Um, my grandparents, very, very into it, you know, almost to the point where, like, if I wasn't involved with the church, they would, like, be like, well, maybe you don't get, you know, fried pork chops tonight or something. <laughs> oh, wow. um, but like, it was never like, it was always a joke. It was, they just yeah. pointed it out that I haven't been to church in a while. Oops, I missed church, right? right. So, um, but at a certain point, my beliefs kind of folded with science and I kept faith in that there's a higher power, that the prophet stories make sense, that there's definitely someone doing good things. Um, and that the story is being told, we're told for a reason, all yeah. those things. Um, but I think just my vision of what a higher power is formed into something different hmm. uh, than most current religions see it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want me to go into detail about that? <laughs> you can. Yeah. I um, mean, because I think it's fascinating. <laughs> I love the, I think that we're all on this sort of, like to be alive and breathing is to be participating in a journey of faith, whether you, be, you know, c- would consider it faith or not. Yeah, I think faith is very important. And, um, I try to, I not try to, I definitely have respect for whatever form of faith you have because, I mean, for me, I look at, you know, have 8 billion people we're at now, 7 billion still. Uh, right. It's there's just no way that there's not multiple forms of that uh, faith and stories like those things may they may have originated from the same place but right 
do we any of us really know no we weren't there right and that's ultimately what's always been my deciding factor uh and then i i guess i got really into the idea of science and energies and possibilities of sciences that we can't see yet mm -hmm. um and the interconnectedness of humans so i kind of see a, the higher power as just an energy form um just something that's definitely there definitely has a pull in our day-to-day -day lives but it's also very reactive to our day-to-day -day lives hmm. um and it, it becomes a little harder when i consider my my belief in space and like the universe like how to how does one entity manage all of this <laughs> um, right but i think no i think knowing that this is that we're all too I don't want to say perfect, but like it's almost a perfect storm. Like, mm. and if if there's aliens out there, then that, there's more perfect storms, and that means that someone has to have a hand in this somehow, right? Um, <laughs> and because it's just too, uh, it's just too much of a pain stroke for me. Like, yeah, it could be way uglier. <laughs> right. Yeah, and I think that sometimes people get caught up focusing on how ugly it already is mm -hmm. and they use that as justification for how could a loving God allow this, yeah. you know? But it's I think it's so amazing and wonderful to see the way that the ugliness can be redeemed, you know, or something that seems so terrible can turn out to be so beautiful and wonderful in its redemption, you know, or the way it switches around and yeah i think there is a there's like just this the wonder and incomprehensible nature of human consciousness yeah that alone to me is evidence of okay i don't know everything but it does make a lot of sense to me that i was created by a being who loves yeah. me you know like it came and just dropped a little bit of something special on our evolution chain or something. Like. Right. Yeah. Well, just the, I mean, just the ability to understand morality, you know, where there is this like innate human understanding of right and wrong where like we know it's wrong to kill. Yeah. You know, and that alone speaks to me just yeah. loudly about like, okay, if that's the case, why? And it makes so much sense to me that there is a loving creator and we are invited to participate in the furthering of humanity and the earth as a whole, you know, yeah. in bringing heaven to earth, if you will. But how do you think they manage other projects though? Other projects? <laughs> yeah. like. Well, I think that if I'm going to think about God as if they were a human, mm -hmm. then I'm missing the point already, you know, where it's like, uh. Like managing projects for God is not like managing projects <laughs> yeah. for me. Yeah. Thank God. Because <laughs> I cannot, you know, I mean, I can multitask sometimes, but like, I know that it's, it would have to be literally miraculous and beyond my understanding to be true. <laughs> and that makes it more true to me where it's this idea of faith being this courage to accept the unknown and confront it, you know, where it's, I can't answer every question about God and why the world is so crazy, but I know that in practicing servitude and loving my neighbor, yep. I am able to live a more fulfilling life, you know? 
And I think that is marvelous. Like, it's so exciting to me that (laughs) we're encouraged to love one another. And that's like the new commandment of Jesus is love one (laughs) another. another. (laughs) Yeah. And that's all it is about uh, trying your best to drop your ego. Right. Love, just love. Yeah, forget yourself. Love is the answer. <laughs> Heck yeah, there's a great song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, do you like comic books? Uh, you know, I never got super into comic mm-hmm. books. I have loads of very dear friends that are really into comic books. I like comic book movies. Yeah. I saw The Killing Joke okay. years ago, the animated Joker film, you know? Yeah. And it was terrific. I, I really enjoyed it. But I still have yet to sit and read a whole comic book. Like I, I remember as a kid, my dad would read to me and my sister the the comic book Bible. Really? Do you remember that? No. It was a it was a Bible that was in the form of comic book. <laughs> I probably came across it. Was it was like a graphic novel <laughs> wow. of all these Bible stories. Yeah. And I enjoyed that as a kid because there were pictures, you know. <laughs> yeah. But I never uh, I never got super into comic books later on. But um, I definitely well, appreciate them, yeah. Well, hopefully you read uh, The Rise. I will, absolutely, <laughs> man, yeah. Uh, this is the prologue, so okay. we will gonna, we're going to have three prologue comic books. Um, I, I love everybody who wants to be a part of the prologues. This is helping us build attention, build funds to do the events, um, you know, become a, an organized brand, and the people who are jumping on board in the beginning are very much appreciated uh after we do the three prologues there'll be three normal ones and then there will be a big one that culminates all the stories nice um so right now it's just going to be a bunch of adventures against the gatekeeper and eventually we will defeat him Um, heck yeah that's it man that's exciting yeah (laughs) and so this event that you're putting on Mm -hmm. it's at thirsty camel and what all is entail, like included in that? Where can people get tickets? How much are tickets? And yeah, I guess what can they expect in this coming event? Okay, okay. Uh, it's on October 15th. Uh, it's thir- 11 days away? 13 days? Odd, it's an odd number for sure. On Sunday, it'll be, you said 15th? Yeah, 11 days, right? Yes. Okay. But this will air next Sunday. Mm-hmm. And so it'll be six days away. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the three headliners are actually four. Sorry. We have Reek and Sage. They're a hip hop R&B producer artist duo from San Antonio. Nice. Um, they're actually a part of a collective called The Tree Team, which features many artists that are absolutely amazing. My probably my favorite artist in San Antonio. <laughs> nice. Uh, I have I have a lot of favorite artists in San Antonio, <laughs> so um, I will be continuing to curate these events, and you'll see all the favorite artists I have. Nice. <laughs> so, um, Recon Sage, amazing tri- duo, and they have a lot of music coming out from the collective in general. So please look them up. The Tree Team. Then we have Brooklyn Michelle, which... Yeah. Yeah? I know her. I've met her somewhere, but I can't remember where. Yeah. she's She does pop neo-soul, but really she's her own. Like, Brooklyn Michelle, the genre is really her thing, honestly. Nice. Um, she is dope. Uh, dope personality. If you ever get the chance to meet her, if you remember meeting her, um, she's been doing shows for a while. The first show I sh- saw of her was... Uh, 
late 2018 at Paper Tiger. Oh, cool. Um, I saw a bunch of different artists there. I think Greek and Sage were there too that night. Um, and I'm really excited to work with her. She's been nothing but like an awesome person to work with, to go back and forth with. I go and I go ask her questions just about like creative decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have Donovan. He's an R&B singer. Uh, I actually got the chance to hang out with him last week for the first time for like a full night. It was a really awesome vibe. Oh, cool. um, we did, we low-key did karaoke. We were doing a sound check at the yeah. venue and we just all got, four of us had mics. So it was, <laughs> it was our, it was our karaoke night. Nice. Um, and he has a video out right now called Still Gone Slide. It's a movie in its own. Uh, very inspirational for me once I saw it and I realized how much I was inspired by it for my thing. Um, it's mm-hmm. a whole movie, Still Gone Slide, and it f- features and acting JC Tranquility, who is an artist as well. But in the video, she's just acting. Nice. But she has her own music and she's going to be the fourth headliner. Uh, mm-hmm. She does rap and R&B. She, goes, she kind of flows seamlessly between those in her music. Cool. Um, so it should be a pretty like vibey night yeah uh, with all the the swoony type music um but there's still going to be rap and hype moments they all have hype moments we'll have four or five openers so if you want to get there at seven when when we start letting people in uh the openers will be on our dj's name is sonali though dj sin yeah i know cynthia yeah she's awesome um i've got the chance to work with her a couple of times in the last two months i'm very excited for her to be a part of it um then like i said we have five openers so if you want to get there you'll see her djing and you'll see the openers um we'll have a tattoo artist there i think oh wow um nice. <laughs> we'll have three different food vendors and we'll have plenty of other community people selling clothing um talking about their uh, their platforms for connecting mm-hmm. uh, there's a couple community platforms that we're working with and we'll have our own merch there for sure um it'll be we'll be dropping some previews to it this week i think or the or the weekend at least um all the artists are also going to get a one-page origin story so when you purchase when you get the full comic book you'll get um all the origin stories and the six pages after cool the artists themselves will have another like it'll be almost like promo but like it's a comic book page for their story yeah Um, and we're taking scenes from that one pager and putting them into little 15 second, 30 second skits that are like we're turning into reels on Instagram and TikTok. So you can see, I think we just dropped this one tonight. I just showed you. Right. Um, they'll just, there'll be little cut scenes from the comic book almost. Um, Man. So we're turning all the artists into little actors. I mean, some of them have done a lot of acting already because yeah. they've been in music videos and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm blessed that they gave us their time too to do the skits. Set up the green screen. Um, it's cool the way you're bringing so many mediums together yeah. too, though. Because I think, I mean, that's just like with music, because I love playing music and making music. Yeah. And it feels like a sort of window into eternity to me <laughs> where they're really like, there's so many songs we've never even heard yet and that are still yet to be made. Yes. And there's songs being written every single day. And there's just this endless quality to music. And I think that's all of art in reality. You know, like movies are never going to stop being made Mm -hmm. and plays are never going to stop being written. And paintings 
you know, so on and so forth. Yeah, I've been here, gotta and, be here. <laughs> right. And so, but it's such a cool thing because of the way it portrays like the human soul and just the depth of it. And so I love that you're tying it all together and sort of, you know, accessing these multiple mediums rather than just being honed in on one thing in particular, but rather celebrating the artistry of everyone that's involved. Yeah. And uh, we hope to build the team. So anybody listening is in San Antonio and wants to, you know, hit us up for the next one. Um, we yeah. could definitely use the help. <laughs> I love it. Man. Yeah. That's so cool, dude. I'm so <laughs> excited for you. Um, I'm wondering what I, where do you, where do you kind of see this all going or what, what's like, if there was an end goal, what would you call it? Because part of me feels like the end goal is that there is no end goal, but it's meant to continue to grow and promote one another. Um, I'd say one of the more immediate end goals is to grow the event first. Yeah. Uh, I want to see that become bigger and grander in scale. Um, maybe even go to different cities maybe different states you know mm. what i mean um and then maybe have a bigger version of the event in san antonio as our headquarters or something like that yeah um is it something where the events are going to become like a monthly thing uh maybe one day right now yeah. we're thinking we'll have the next one sometime in spring okay they'll give us time to drop some more comic book content in between yeah. is the hopes Prepare um, a little more yeah um and we do hope to drop more comics, some form of comic book between now and then, because uh, we want that to be continuous. Yeah. The big picture with the comic book would be to turn it into a continuous uh, published thing that feels like a comic book, but also a catalog mm-hmm. for communities, San Antonio or wherever we else we go, maybe. Um, yeah. And then a magazine which is same thing as the catalog i think it just um it would be showcasing you know if people want a full page we can discuss that if you just want to have part in the comic book then we can put you in the index in the back um yeah Yeah, it's cool i i just was thinking it's it'd be neat to figure out a sort of because i'm not a big like formula guy or like systematic type dude but I love it when there is methods that are tested that work in various settings, Mm -hmm. you know, where if you could figure out a way to create this comic book you're working on as a artistic community um, showcase or platform and how to plug that into other communities, Mm -hmm. you know, to where you could promoted in this way where you would want to go to a new city and every city you go to it's like let's gather together and showcase what you have to offer in a way you know um and i don't know what that looks like necessarily but it like a it blueprint just, almost yeah kind of yeah like create you're creating the blueprint and sort of the the first try and formula and then every single issue gets improved upon yeah and then to this point where it is something more systematic or meth- methodological, whatever the word <laughs> I is. I got you, I got you. But where people can kind of just like, you bring the artist and we'll plug it in and create this general showcasing of everyone, you yeah. know, and promotion of 
just everyone around. Like I, I love the idea of inviting. I just like inclusivity and trying yeah. to get everybody on board. You know, where yeah. it's because I think people <laughs> can get so pretentious and like sure. try to keep things to themselves. Yeah, especially it's just people want. Uh, people want a lot. Ownership is one thing, and ego is right. another thing. Uh, but I think the answer to that is collaboration. Like I do see this vision as mine, but then I see many parts of this vision and and the bigger picture as not mine <laughs> you know like right. obviously the beginning like the general idea but at this point it's now me my artist not my artist he's an artist of that, course that loves I know to work with me yeah, yeah. partners <laughs> no he'll, he gets on me about it um <laughs> and then france mayardi she's a, was a videographer photographer um and she was doing big things and then she took it on like completely like immediately she took it on and like helped me mm. So the fact that all these artists now are so willing and like excited and telling people about it and like that's yeah. that very exciting to me because that's all I want to do is bring people together and, and have them share something they're proud to be a part of. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I definitely think that collaboration is the answer to that ego ownership, mm-hmm. gatekeeping even. Um, yeah, there's just a, it's this like, everybody knows they need to be more humble, you know, or like everybody could use a little more humility, I think. And the ones that don't know that are those that need it the most, (laughs) you know, where it's like, first and foremost, admit your own need for greater scales of humility. And I think if you can create an environment where that revelation becomes more clear and easier to participate in, I love it because I really, I mean, I'm a, I'm like a chronic optimist, you know? (laughs) And so I'm not too worried about the state of the world right now, but a lot of people are freaking out endlessly about inflation and everything. And it's like, yeah, but if we just loved our neighbors more, we'd all be all right, (laughs) you know? And so I like to stay focused. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And that's easier said than done. But I just, I'm, I'm stoked that you're doing this because I think there's so much value to it. And just a, it's like a need that never goes away where there's always going to be people and there's always going to be people that think they don't need anybody. And right. they're just going to ha- like, I want to save those people from learning the hard way <laughs> and almost just like invite them endlessly into yeah. the collaboration and partnership of community. Right. I see it as like a mountaintop and like people are climbing. Some people are higher than the others and you gotta, you gotta reach down. Like don't just, right. when you can turn around and help somebody they might be, have more energy later and they might help you later. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, so yeah, I'm just all about that community and collaboration. Inclus- you said inclusivity, which is an amazing word too. Um, I love that word. It definitely describes how, people who want to keep things to themselves could just include somebody. That's it. Like you don't need to give away anything. You just need to be like, Hey, can you, can you give me your second opinion or, you know, like something really small like that. Yeah. Um, it was just, it's like almost a, a little token of gratitude or love or appreciation or acknowledgement. Um, hmm. something like that. Yeah. Um, I think I skipped over giving instructions on how to buy tickets. 
Oh yeah, which let's is, hear. <laughs> which is also where you can pre-order the comic book, which is okay. Something else. Um, so you can pre-order the comic book and purchase tickets. There's a package deal if you're in San Antonio. Um, we also have a VIP package for the venue. You get a few drink tickets, uh, photo nice. ops that we'll edit in to make look at the comic book after the show. Um, and then there was one other thing that came with it. Oh, and then the pre-order comes with that package mm. too. And I think that's $45. Nice. Um, if you want to do the pre-order comic book, it's 15 If you want to get the ticket, it's 15 If you want to get them together, it's 30 Simple. Okay. Where do they go to do that? They're going to go to... Uh, well, you can go to our Instagram. I think that's the easiest place. Uh, Project Rise, two I's, Z, E. <laughs> All right. right. Um, I, we have a link tree in our bio uh, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, on all of the uh, my team members' pages as well. And it'll take you to the link tree. The link tree shows all the artist links. So you can select which artist you want to support because each artist will get a percentage of the sales. Cool. They'll still get a percentage of the general sales too. Uh, it just allows them to get something more specific. Yeah. Um, and then the actual link would be, it is on a website called theappcity.com. Um, take providers for, for the app city, Yap city, Y A P S O D Y S O D Y. Yeah. Okay, so it's like Rhapsody, Rhapsody but Yapsody. Yes, yes. <laughs> Y-A-P-C-O-D-Y. Yes. Cool, cool, cool. Um, and it's theriseproject.yapsody.com. Okay. Um, you can go there, select more info, uh, select get tickets, and it'll pull up the four options we have right now. We'll probably put more options on there later. And I think that's it. Um well, we will have merch too. It'll probably showcase the comic and or the artist most likely. Uh, we're final. We have the designs, <laughs> and we're just really finalizing the image of them. So, look forward to that before the show. Um, they're gonna be dope. My artist is going way too hard. Like, <laughs> like, I want him to teach me things so I can take some weight off his shoulders. Yeah, but. Uh, Again, that's that that pride in it is like this is his child now too. So like, right. Um, all yeah. I can do is be patient. <laughs> no, I feel that. That's the thing. It feels there is a sort of balance to be found because I love collaboration, mm -hmm. but then as an artist myself, I understand the appeal of doing something on your own. Mm -hmm. You know, where it's like I'm not doing it because I'm like trying to toot my own horn, but I just want to almost prove to myself. That yeah. I can do it on my own. And you know, it's your or expression like as well. Put something out by myself. But but then even that, there's still people involved. Like, I put out one album as a solo artist, mm -hmm. and I still needed help recording it. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> there were still people involved in it. But And then just in thinking of, like, songs that are written, there's still friends and friendships and situations you wouldn't have been able to write the song if they were never there in the first place. And so <laughs> yeah. there's always collaboration, History. even in solo things. But yeah, I think that there is so much life to be given in doing projects together and partnerships and things like that. So I love it, man. Uh, we've been talking for about 47 minutes. You got any final thoughts for the... Have you ever been to Iowa? Actually, I never asked you. I, I meant to ask you. Um, I don't. 
think so. Oh. I was a, actually an Iowa. It's the Hawkeyes, right? Yeah. I was an Iowa Hawkeyes fan for some reason for a while. Okay. Um, I have a couple of their jerseys in my closet. Nice. Uh, weirdly enough, I try. I have no idea why. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely liked them for a while. That's funny, man. Uh, college football mostly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you have any final thoughts for our lovely listeners? Uh, thank you for tuning in. Obviously, it's okay that you miss church. Uh, forgive yourself. Amen. Uh, <laughs> God already has. Yes, uh, and just remember, faith gets you many places. Faith in your community gets you even further. Mm. I think that's it. Awesome, Marcus. Thank you so much, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. God loves you. <laughs>